Howdy, friends. Welcome back to Experience Design with Tony Dosat. I happen to be Tony Dosat. Whether this is your first time tuning in or you've come back for more, I want to thank you for joining me. And if you find value in what you're hearing, please do take a moment to subscribe and leave a review. It's always greatly appreciated. And with that, what do you say we jump into the interview? Thank you so much for being here with me on Experience Design. First of all, for all of you listening that don't follow UX Bytes on Instagram, jump over there. It is like, I have to say, there's a lot of design Instagrams, right? A lot of UI, UX, knowledge passing. But this one is is new and already you're knocking it out of the park. So congrats to that. Thank you, man. And now that starts my question. Yeah. Why? Why did you start it? Yeah, good question. So yeah, well, um, I'm, I'm, I'm a designer for a couple of years now. And, um, you know, without realizing I um, achieved the uh, I arrived to a point where I had good clients, good projects, and um, I was, you know, stable. And I wasn't, um, I I became uh, comfortable, you know, in that place. So I think that was um, one of the main motivation of, uh, you know, starting starting this and, uh, you know, just trying out what what will happen. And uh, things, uh, you know, amazing things happen from it, like, now I think about some stuff that I never thought of I will ever do. Like uh, I just I'm just working on a book now, right now, you know. So who who would have thought that I would ever do that three months ago, you know? And now <laughs> I, think, I I don't know how much I realize this, but I try to open up myself to whatever is coming. It really is a fascinating three month journey that you've been on from <laughs> starting doing a little over a hundred posts and now you're writing this book, which I do want to get into the book in a little bit here. But first, were you freelancing? Did you have your own small business or did you work for an agency as a designer? Well, I started working for agencies, but advertising agencies. Mm-hmm. And those were really, I'm not sure how, how is it uh, in the US, but here it's really, really stressful. Uh, because, uh, you know, after the recession, Mm. Um, the same agencies with the same amount of um, people needed to now handle 10 clients instead of two uh, before, you know. So it was the same amount of payment for ten, for five times the work, you know. And it was really stressful. We were working in the weekends. Like sometimes my sister came to visit um, in the city and I just couldn't meet her because I needed to work in the weekend. So it was really successful. And I, I wanted to get out of there. And I started a really small boutique agency with, with a friend and we hired two people. So we were four people, which was really great. But uh, so we had a really good year and a really bad year. And the second year was just complete fla- failure and we to shut it off. Oh, and no. Then, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, that, you know, it was nice. I tried to, you know, I looked at all those images with uh, 
uh, how Google has uh, Google has an office and so forth. So we bought a PlayStation, you know. So that was <laughs> that was our Google office. Important uh, things. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. So that, uh, but you know, we need to shut it off because after after the second year, it was uh, you know really bad. And I was really stressed, so I, I realized it's not for me. I wouldn't do it. Now, if I would have the chance, I wouldn't do it because I just realized it's not for me. I was sleeping really bad. I was always thinking what to do the next day, and it, was, it, it became a horrible thing. So I went back working, but now I, at this time, I realized that uh, you know, digital projects are, are um, really my passion, so I try to avoid uh, agencies. Or even if I went to agencies, I tried to work on their digital department. And from there, slowly, but really slowly, um, transitioned to freelance projects. You know, you bring uh-huh. up a great, a great topic, which is mental health. And I think in the design community, we have a lot of remote workers. We have a lot of high-stress jobs. Um, I mean, we're not surgeons or anything, but... In agencies, you know, clients pay top dollar and expect um, to own your time, essentially. And to you, how did your mental health sort of paint the picture of how you wanted to continue your career? Well, I think that really depends on how you are as a person, because um, I remember my first uh, my first job, which was I was designing some uh, travel websites for really low pay. This was my first job ever, and uh, I was really really stressed. I remember I went to the bathroom every 15 minutes to wash my face because I was just super stressed, and I was keep telling myself I, I can't do this. Why am I here? Why am I here? And so forth. So then I I needed some time to to relax and um, I was really stressed until I um, became um, you know um, uh, confident enough on on of what I do. Until that I was a mess. So and and I'm not sure if I would have been different in any other um, any other domain. You know. Did you have imposter syndrome as a designer, or was it just how you handle stress? No, no, I definitely had. <laughs> yeah, uh, I still have sometimes. I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know if you ever get rid of that. You just um, realize that it's okay to not be the best of everything and the best ever in the world. And so, yeah. yeah. But at the beginning, I was comparing to myself to to everyone, and I was. I think this is also a common thing, but uh, feedback was um, wasn't very well uh, received because I was feeling uh, like. You know, I was associating myself with what I do. So if my work wasn't good, my whole self wasn't good and so forth. So speaking of feedback, do you ever get trolls or or, or negative feedback that's non-constructive or way off? So I, I, I have a band. Um, you know, alternative music. Alternative music is different from pop music because... People are really uh, pretentious, you know, and they they don't really. Pop music is, you know, just for fun. I, I like it; it's fun. It's okay. But uh, the alternative music is uh, people are really uh, critical. So I'm really, really, really used to it uh, at this point. So uh, whenever I I just just before I our call, I received a comment that I just posted posted something, and somebody said that this this is really um, just um, a very superficial information, and 
I thanked, thanked her and, you know, I really, it doesn't um, affect me at all anymore. But I have friends who are affected to buy these kinds of things. So, you know, everybody start a band and you will be, you will be used to this. If I were to ask you two years ago, if it affected you, would your answer be the same? No, 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 no. Two years ago, I, I, I'm keep coming back to the band because two years ago I was a pre-album album release and that album release was really brutal. So people really uh, destroyed it. So, oh no. Yeah. But after that, I'm really immune to all this shit. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's good to hear that... Uh... I don't know what they call it in Romania, but here it's the, you build a thick skin. Yeah, 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 yeah. Makes sense. And did you become immune to it because you just heard so much of it that you blocked it out? Or did you change your mindset? Well, I, th- I think everything in, um, in, in uh, life, but everything, like even relationships and uh, everything that um, you do is based on experience. And uh, negative feedback is also an, uh, an experience thing. If you never had, you go, you're going to have a bad time. If you had a lot, it's your experience. It's it's the same thing with everything. If you have experience, you so, so slowly start to uh, get used to it and you're good. That's a great point. And really part of the reason why I started the podcast is that A, I think we're all designers and B, I think experiences are one of the things in life that you have to learn from and grow from. And if you don't, then bad experiences just keep hitting you over the head and hitting you in the heart. And uh, so good on you for yeah. learning learning from experiences and listening. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think it's healthy for anybody. You know, you, get, you, get, you might get lucky, but I don't think it's healthy if your first job is the best job you ever do. It's your, you know, your first relationship is the best you ever do. Um, you know, I, I think you need to fail sometimes to, to, to be ready for whatever comes. Yeah, exactly. I have a picture up here in my home studio and it says failures and it's crossed out and then underneath it, it says opportunities. Yeah, and exactly. it, it's like, it's like kind of, we mentioned of just switching your mindset from, Sure, I, I technically failed at this, but I'm going to use this as an opportunity. Yeah, but a couple of, couple of years ago, I was, um, I was seeing this totally different. And I was saying, uh, I compared the, everything to this. Like you want a funding, you create a project and your project fails. If my you know, relationship failed, if a job failed, if a project failed, I was considering like, uh, like this file. I uh, filled in and then it failed. Somebody threw it away. So it was really a failure. I was considering 100% a failure. So now let's pivot again back to UX bytes. Presumably bytes because of the nature of the information that you are giving all of us. Quick, digestible, easy, nothing too highbrow. Is that right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But then we think about something like a book. And typically, design books are not as quick and easy to digest. Are you still going to keep that feeling from the Instagram UX bytes into the book? Yeah. So this is a, I think this is the best name for this is a coffee book, coffee, a coffee table book. You know? Oh yeah. 
it's going to be the same type of content and it's something that you could it, it, you could consider it uh, like a um, like a lexicon you know mm. so um, you know you just want to um, see what uh, a certain word means and you go through it and see it okay it's something like that you know it's, it's really it's a summary of everything you extrapolated and it's the same what well, it's going to be different i mean i wouldn't ever want to compete with all the ux with the great ux books books out there written by you know legends and they're really well written and really well theorized and so forth no this is something different this is um uh, this is a beautiful product, I think, instead of um, super deep and super um, super complex uh, problems. So yeah, it's similar to the page, but it's you know in a premium package. It sounds like you're treating the book almost like you would a digital product from start to end, and making sure that not only the aesthetics are on point, but also the messaging is is nice and concise and something that you can just sit back and dive into whenever, wherever, whatever level you're on as well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I, I just saw, um, so one of one, one Instagram page just posted uh, about how to learn um, to code, you know, and um, it was pro, pros and cons for each. And uh, for the book, it was, the con was it not always um, uh, succeed to keep you, uh, to keep you invested. Because it's you know it's complex and it's detailed and so forth. So yeah, it's basically you know you know the saying uh, people don't uh, read they scroll. Mm. I'm applying the same thing for the book basically. I love the logic behind that, sort of marrying the two digital and physical world together. So are you using uh, something like Amazon or are you self-publishing? There are. At this point, and we'll see when this uh, will release, if it's going to be different, uh, there are two uh, deals at the table, and I'm not sure yet what to do. There are, Amazon is involved, but um, in two different ways. I, I oh, think. is that right? Is that right? But you can't speak too much to it, I imagine. Uh, no, because um, it's not, not really a secret. It's just, I'm not sure, I'm not sure what to do yet. I'm not sure which one to, to choose. I totally feel you. Yeah. 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 Well, there's a lot of interest. I know that. And uh, I'm excited to get my hands on it once it is out. Yeah. D- have you already uh, printed one? I, I, I think I saw in one of your stories you did like sort of a, a, a test. Yeah, exactly. I did a test for... Um, so I took like a third of the content. I created uh, this book from, uh, f- uh, f- from it. And I also added a couple of um, pages for you know, with gradients and different uh, saturations of a color to see how, you know, how the printing handles and so forth. So it basically was a printing test. But but the cover was, you know, surprisingly really, really nice. It's a really nice um, product to, to, to feel and to, to hold. And I was really, really happy with it. Yes. It sounds like you really applied design thinking to this project of yours. Yeah, I think so. I think so. I'm not sure how consciously, but uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, some of, I, I will say, it, some of the best products that I've been involved with have used the processes. However, it's understanding that you can break the rules and perhaps it's not always so conscious. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really a tricky thing. 
It's really, it's really interesting. I, I, today I had um, a user interview and a field test for uh, for a project I'm working on, uh, and this uh, interview was in a hospital, and um, it's it's like the third time third time I'm really changing my whole perspective, and uh, it really confuses me. And you know, it's it's <laughs> it's, it's hard to to you know, user research is hard. Yeah, it is. I don't like to say this because um, in all my posts, I try to make it uh, accessible, Mm. user research, but actually it's hard. And also, as hard as it is, it's also just as vital. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So before before I get to my last question, I've already plugged it, but where can people find you? Well, uh, (laughs) yeah. So there's Instagram for uh, if you want some uh, UX uh, tips and tricks, then, then you know search for UX Bytes. And of course, if you want uh, to listen some to some good music and don't listen to any critics, then um, uh, f- find the band Greetings Sugar on uh, any any streaming service you want. Excellent. So now with the final question that I ask every guest, and yeah. that is, what object or thing that you own that's yeah. non-digital means yeah. the most to you or has impacted your life the most and why? It's going to be non-living, right? <laughs> non-digital. Uh, some have said a person and I give some leeway, but yeah. since we've covered it, no, no person. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's see. I have a scooter I really like. Uh, every time spring comes, and uh, after a couple of months, I uh, sit on it. It's really it's feeling of uh, freedom. I really like. Uh, what else? Um, I like my I like my home. <laughs> if uh, the if the people that are watching, because we do video now here, but yeah. man, those beams! I told you right when we first jumped on, just chatting. Yeah. I'm like drooling. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're they nice. Really, really important. I forgot. I have like uh, in total 40, 40 flowers or something. That's uh, right. You got a lot of plants. Yeah, 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 I love the the shirt is for you, not for the flowers, because I know because <laughs> I know that you have this theme, so I took it for you. Dude, let me tell you, you picked up on the theme. Yeah, yeah. I'm impressed. <laughs> <laughs> All right, brother. Well, thank you again for jumping on eight hours away in Romania. UX Bytes, you're the man. Thank you. Cheers. All right, friends. With that, we will call it a week. Again, I want to thank my guest and thank you for tuning in. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. And if you did, don't forget to subscribe wherever you're listening. Also, if you want to look behind the scenes and have even more design goodies in your face and in your ears, you can follow Experience Design on Instagram at xdpodcast. Until next time, friends, stay curious. Experience Design with Tony Dosat is part of XD Media, LLC. All opinions are my own and do not reflect those of my current or former employers. Hosting and publication of the podcast is through Buzzsprout.